0: We have gotten accustomed during this pandemic to remote meetings and visits with family and friends, and uh, we'll be enjoying some of that today. I would like to introduce you to our Faith Promise speaker this morning, Dr. Mary Lou is a person who wears many hats. She is a college professor for 10 years with her late husband, Dan. They were college professors at Eastern Nazarene College. She now teaches at Nazarene Theological Seminary in Kansas City. She's an ordained elder in the Church of the Nazarene with years of pastoral experience here on the New England district. She's an author, wrote a biography of Hiram Reynolds, one of the founders of the Church of the Nazarene and an early general superintendent in our denomination. She's a mother to a daughter, Samantha, who's getting married next May, congratulations. She's a bit of a globetrotter, been to most of the countries in Europe and Central America and Africa. And currently she's also working at the Global Ministry Center in Lenexa, Kansas. We're used to saying headquarters in Kansas City, but it's the Global Ministry Center in Lenexa, Kansas, where she uh, works with Nazarene Compassionate Ministry overseeing the child sponsorship program, which many of us are familiar with. So welcome, Mary Lou. We're looking forward to seeing what the Lord has to share through you.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Um, I'm very excited. I'm bringing you greetings from the Global Ministry Center. Well, by way of my living room. (laughs) Um, And uh, also from the Overland Park Church of the Nazarene, which is my church here in Kansas. And of course, from Nazarene Compassionate Ministries, uh, which is so grateful for your interest and your invitation to me. Um, And from our, our parent group. Uh, world mission my big boss is Vern Ward who heads global mission so um, that starts us off in the right foot seeing how closely connected the two of us are um, Nazarene compassionate ministries and, and global mission um, and I, even at the start I want to thank you for allowing me the privilege of sharing with you the wonderful work your faith promise dollars um, are doing helping to support churches and missionaries and Nazarene Compassionate Ministries all around the world. I may be glancing at my notes. Uh, That's not because I don't know what I want to say. It's because there's so much to say that I would just ramble on for hours if I didn't have some sort of an outline to keep to. So if you see me looking down, it's because I'm trying to get us all out of here before dark. (laughs) Um, I guess I will start by saying that um, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries um, in itself may be invisible, but helps to support some of the most visible uh, or identifiable characteristics of the global church. Um, we care for the poor, the oppressed, the victim of natural disaster, the refugee. Um, that's our primary function. Uh, it's sort of the, the headline kind of things, you know, if there's a hurricane. NCM is there. Um, if there's an earthquake, we're there. Uh, so we're the visible group helping to support all of those folks on the ground, our local churches around the world, our, our missionaries to do the work that God has called them to do every day. Um, we exist uh, to support and serve the local churches around the world, uh, particularly in our most vulnerable areas, uh, areas of extreme poverty, areas where there are is just one disaster after another. Um, One of our earliest programs in child sponsorship was in Haiti. Uh, That poor country seems to have one disaster after another. So uh, they seemed a good place to start, I suppose. Um, We we help these local folks, missionaries and churches to engage in acts of compassion and humanitarian goodwill. We do not go to places to impose our idea at NCM of what a community needs. Um, Rather, what we do is wait for a local community to contact us to come alongside them. Um, And we do that at all levels. We'll work with them through the regional and field and country levels as well as the local church to help support and encourage the call God has placed on their hearts. Uh, Not our call, their call. To help fulfill the mission they have been given by our lord we firmly believe that the people on the ground uh, are the people in the trenches are the ones who know what it is that god is asking of them and so our privilege is to help support them however we can through funding through education through various resources um, until they can stand on their own two feet which leads me uh, to the point that our goal at NCM is really a missionary goal. It's to help local churches and districts attain self-sustaining programs, and more importantly, self-sustaining communities that know and love Christ. Um, like a good missionary, NCM wants to work. It's a lot of a job, we wanna be able to go in and do the work that needs to be done to grant people um, all that is necessary to stand in their own strength and God's strength. Um, That's beneficial for two reasons. Having healthy and thriving communities around the world is the best way, I think, to preach the gospel to all the world. And it also frees up our um, various resources to move on to the next really vulnerable spot in the world uh, where folks have little or no hope without a hand hand up, a leg up, uh, not a handout, but we want to help them get up and move on their own. Our mission statement at Nazarene Compassionate Ministries is uh, this, following the example of Jesus, Nazarene Compassionate Ministry partners with local Nazarene congregations around the world to clothe, shelter, feed, heal, educate, AND LIVE IN SOLIDARITY WITH THOSE WHO SUFFER UNDER OPPRESSION, INJUSTICE, VIOLENCE, POVERTY, HUNGER, AND DISEASE. NCM EXISTS IN AND THROUGH THE CHURCH OF THE NAZARENE, ARE NOT A SEPARATE GROUP, TO PROCLAIM THE GOSPEL TO ALL PEOPLE IN WORD AND DEED. Uh, SO AS NOTED, EVERYTHING THAT NCM DOES HAPPENS through the Church of the Nazarene. We are unashamed in identifying ourselves as followers of Christ in the Church of the Nazarene, working for the welfare of others because our faith and the example of Jesus Christ compel us to do so. Uh, As followers of Christ, we can do no other. We serve all people, not only Nazarenes, uh, for two interrelated reasons. And I think, kids, you may have um, a spot on your um, worksheet that you're going to be needing to fill in. So uh, one of the things we do as part of the church is to proclaim the gospel to all the world. That's why Nazarene Compassionate Ministries exists. We do it more through action than through sermons, although sermons are available if needed. Bible lessons are available and so on. But we proclaim the gospel to all the world. Uh, The basic call of the Christian is uh, Pastor David just reminded us with the Great Commission. Um, We do that by offering help and comfort and friendship and safety to those in need. And that's a visible and powerful presentation of the gospel. And of another biblical passage that we rely on um, quite a bit at Nazarene Compassionate Ministries, and that is um, Luke 4, 18, which is actually Jesus uh, reading Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. Uh, As he's in the synagogue, he goes in and unrolls the scroll and reads this passage. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's what we do at Nazarene Compassionate Ministries as your partners. We may be on the front lines, but we can't do anything without your support, without your prayers, without your giving, uh, without your participation in various programs. So thank you for helping us to fulfill the great commission and this passage. We also uh, work to unite communities in lives of service, worship and healthy relationship. If we exclude those who aren't Nazarene or at least Christian, we're actively dividing and weakening communities. We cannot preach the gospel with our lips and then exclude the very people who need to hear it the most. We would end up doing more harm than good, dividing communities and bringing their glory to God. It's very difficult when you've got families even who are um, struggling with some folks having accepted Christ and others not. Um, It's very difficult if we try to reinforce that division. Our goal is, is to share the love of Christ with all. NCM has nine areas of focus. Um, The first I'll mention is emergency relief, sometimes called disaster preparedness and response. I list this one first, uh, both because it is the founding activity of NCM. um, And also because it continues to be a high profile aspect of uh, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries work. Uh, We were founded formally as a department of the church in 1984. There had been a series of natural disasters that year, and Nazarenes had such a wonderful outpouring of um, compassion, of generosity. There was such a strong desire to help that money kept coming (laughs) into headquarters, and we needed a, a way to use it. Uh, effectively and efficiently so that your dollars were going as far as possible to help as many people as possible. So uh, Nazarene Compassionate Ministries became its own separate organization in that year. Well, you know what I mean, separate but still a part of. You all participate in one way or another. Some of you send funds when disaster strikes. Some of you go to stricken areas as parts of disaster response teams. Some of you contribute to crisis care kits. Many of you give to faith promise and other mission opportunities. Together, these provide critical support when people's lives have been washed away in a flood or buried in a mudslide or broken to rubble by an earthquake or blown away by a storm. You make life possible and the future hopeful. By participate, by being being the church to our brothers and sisters around the world. Thank you. In addition to disaster relief, we also um, our other really big, visible program is holistic child development. Uh, this is my area of responsibility, as you know. Our largest and most recognizable program is that of child sponsorship. For thirty dollars U.S each month, a child in any one of our five regions, uh, the US and Canada has a separate kind of programming. uh, So we deal with the whole rest of the world. Um, For $30 a month, a child in any one of our five regions receives educational support, nutritious snacks and meals, spiritual nurture, social development, um, various kinds of health care, and healthy physical activity. There are sports and games and crafts and Bible lessons and music, help learning English, computer programming classes, gardening, life skills development, prayer time, um, just about anything that we can think of. And we have some very creative people on the field uh, to work for the betterment of these children's lives. They come from desperately poor and vulnerable communities Uh, many of these children without our support would have to leave school at a very early age uh, to help support their families. Uh, But the families often think it's worthwhile to have their children in our programs because they know these parents dream for their children to have better lives, just the way we do for our children. And NCM provides them that opportunity. So thank you. Um, all of this happens. Well, our pastor's kids are sometimes, you know, at the back of beyond in some very remote locations. And so we have a separate program for pastor's children um, who can't take part in a community, a child development center, but most of our children are in child development centers, which are church led um, church sponsored children's ministries that have grown into um, these sort of community centers that cater specifically to the needs of children. Now, because of COVID-19, some of these activities have been suspended and many more have been temporarily reworked to continue caring for these vulnerable kiddos. we know um, (laughs) the way life in the United States has been turned upside down uh, in the last couple of years because of COVID. We really haven't had an experience of COVID like most of the world has had. Um, In Peru, for example, we've lost a stunning number of our leadership, local pastors and leadership up the ranks through the church, the district level and so on because of COVID. Uh, For a while there, it was about a pastor a week. Uh, uh, The Delta variant started there first, and so they were hit very hard. And that changes the way we have to do things in most countries. They've been in lockdown for a year and a half. And so our children can't come to their child development center for all of those various programs and activities that we just talked about. So our local leaders, they're heroic, even while they're caring for their own families in these desperate times, they are also going house to house to visit these children. Or apartment to apartment, um, you know, they'll they'll knock on the door and then stand out in the street or out in the hallway, and um, they bring bags of really basic food supplies. A lot of these folks haven't had work in two years, and they didn't have any sort of resources to fall back on, so they wait for those uh, sacks of food that come uh, from Nazarene Compassionate Ministries. It's what keeps them eating. It's basic stuff cooking oil, rice, uh, beans, cornmeal, very basic stuff. But they're so grateful to have something to eat. Uh, we bring hygiene and healthcare supplies, uh, including you know, basic medicines. They can't get to the pharmacy if they're on a, a life saving medication, like high, high blood pressure medicine. So uh, we'll try and provide that if we can make the run to the store for them, the pharmacy. Um, we also, um, one of the things that's kind of difficult is we do wellness checks at the same time. Our folks are looking to make sure that the um, the stress of being confined to small places without any income hasn't got to the point that domestic violence has started to creep into daily life. So we want to make sure that our children and their families are safe. Um, we drop off and pick up schoolwork. We uh, deliver not only lessons, but the folk, the local leaders are playing games with the children, offering prayer and Bible studies. They're doing all of this using cell phones. I mean, just flip phones, nothing fancy, or or maybe an old uh, uh, phone with a camera. Um, They use WhatsApp, they use Zoom and Facebook, they've gotten very creative. They've set up mobile health clinics to travel to various parts of town to do basic medical checks. Um, They distribute clothing, particularly in colder climate areas where folks can no longer afford fuel for their, to keep their homes warm. So that, you know, our children living in Russia and Albania and places like that have extra mittens and socks and hats to keep them warm. Um, I to gets so cold. Um, that's just a small sampling of the kinds of things that our local leaders are doing during this time. Because it can't. kids can't come to the center. We're trying to bring all the benefits of the center to the children and to support their families as well. And it's, it's being very well received. Um, the Church of the Nazarene is really being recognized as loving people. And so folks are asking, why are you doing this? And others are telling them why. Because we love the Lord, and that means we love you. And it's making a difference. People are coming to Christ, it's making a difference. Um, our third major area is the area called WASH, which stands for Water, Sanitation, and Hygiene. Um, we're fortunate to have an expert in this area uh, who travels extensively. When communities call, uh, he will head out to help local communities identify what their needs are and determine sustainable solutions, something that will last far longer than Zach's uh, participation in the program. And then he helps them to implement a plan of action. It could be something very simple, like um, a water well for clean drinking water. That may not sound all that impressive to us, but. For one thing, it means little girls can go to school. Um, normally they're the ones who are sent to whatever water supply there may be, sometimes miles away, to fill up jugs and carry them back. And that can take hours, and that means they don't get to go to school. And the water is often contaminated and causes disease. So if we can figure out how to get them um, clean water in their community, everybody wins. Um, Zach works on a uh, safe and healthy latrines. You know, we we think we have flush toilets. A lot of the world doesn't. So, thinking about things like that, just wash your hands, you know, basic training that is saving people's lives and keeping them healthy. Our fourth area is refugee and immigrant support. Uh, We work with local churches and missionaries around the world. Uh, We go into refugee camps to minister, uh, to set up makeshift schools so that children have a safe place to gather to keep up their educational skills um, to play with other children in a spot that's safe um, to pray with them and offer them hope we also support local churches who are interested in refugee and immigrant resettlement programs you'll find that information along with information on all of these programs at our website We uh, also are concerned about the trafficking of human beings and do what we can to prevent that, to prevent human beings from being stolen from their lives and forced into um, slavery and uh, servitude, prostitution, and lives of violence. Uh, In part, we work to raise awareness, equipping our local leadership to recognize who is at risk, what kinds of uh, behaviors traffickers exhibit, and how to protect their people so that we don't have um, children being stolen or women disappearing. Um, we offer resources and connections to partner organizations. Uh, groups like the Salvation Army are doing wonderful work around the world, so we, we link up with them, uh, and we support programs to help folks who are coming out of the um, this kind of enforced servitude. For instance, we have the Shechem Children's Home in the Philippines, which is a residential facility for children who have escaped sexual exploitation. Uh, We provide tutors. They're terrified of leaving the facility and they won't go to public schools. Uh, They're too fearful, too broken. So we bring tutors in. Uh, We have mental health counselors as well as spiritual counselors social workers, uh, nutritionists. Um, And in addition to finding all those ways to support these kids, we spend a lot of time telling them that God values them. They are beloved children of God and they are deserving of safety and care and a bright future. Um, Some of these kids come in in pretty bad shape. And it takes a while. We have medical care for them uh, because they have been commodified for adults' greedy gain and sexual pleasure. And it takes a while to get over that. Um, But we set them on the right path by God's grace and through your help. We have a program in Bucharest, Romania that helps women who are escaping uh, really violent, domestic situations, enforced prostitution, uh, sexual trafficking. It it provides not only a safe place and jobs training skills so that they can earn a decent living and support themselves. We also provide legal fees, uh, legal services. We have a really wonderful attorney uh, on staff who spends a lot of time talking to the police and going to court to try and get these women into Places of safety in their lives Uh, we have places in India we have other spots around the world um, allowing these women and girls usually I mean there are little boys involved in in the sex trafficking trade as well but um, our goal is to help provide a chance at life a realization maybe for the first time in their lives that there is a good God who loves them more than his own life um, to set them on the right path. And it's working and we're grateful to God for that. We also work to support uh, women's and girls initiatives around the world Uh, when local churches contact us because they see that their women and girls are in um, pretty repressive situations Um, We offer uh, through the churches vocational training classes, marriage and family classes and workshops. Uh, We assist them with the creation of small businesses and um, self-help groups like microfinance kind of groups where everybody contributes what they can and then they all invest in a sewing machine for a lady or um, goats or chickens, a thing that she can use to produce income for herself and her family. We also provide basic courses in literacy and in um, accounting kinds of things, basic math, so that they can keep track of things as they're uh, learning and, and starting their own businesses or working together on a business. This is all to help women and girls see themselves as valuable in God's eyes and as capable and productive human beings. Uh, When girls are educated, they grow into women who are generally physically healthier, who contribute to the family's economic security, who hold uh, a status uh, uh, as a place of dignity and respect at home and in the community. Who can make informed decisions for themselves and their families and who can plan for healthy families everybody wins there there is no downside Um, one of the areas we're quite concerned about you may have gotten a letter from the general superintendents recently is afghanistan Um, we have some friends in germany i think it is primarily who have been working in afghanistan we have partner organizations in afghanistan we're very concerned about the, whole, the the place of women and girls in society right now. There, um, there are lots of other countries in the world that aren't quite so in the news, but uh, that treat their women and girls in similar ways. And we don't think that's what God intended for their lives. Um, the last three areas are food security, healthcare, and economic development. Uh, These, along with the others I've mentioned, work together to determine a community's strength and health. In these areas, particularly food security and healthcare, we work with local leaders and other organizations to meet short-term urgent needs. So, if there's a famine, or a drought, or um, an outbreak of serious illness in a particular area, we'll send in teams. And we'll send in supplies to try and help with that. But then we also are working to create um, long-term solutions so that the community is less likely to run into these problems again. We work uh, to help them uh, gain access to agricultural resources, to uh, build greenhouses, to work on... um, hydroponics aquaponics aquaponics where they're growing fish and food uh, plants at the same time um, we work on sanitation things to help provide out uh, prevent outbreaks like um, cholera from sweeping through a community so while we're taking care of the short-term urgent stuff, we're also helping the community to plan ahead for a healthy future um, Economic development can include many of the elements from all the different things we've talked about before girls education safe spaces um, adequate food uh, hygienic and safe water supplies Uh, and of course the gospel. Really can help with economic development, as you can imagine, in addition, we have churches that have um, centers that offer help starting small businesses and in building peace as well as many other things. You wouldn't think that peace would necessarily be an issue for economic development unless you start thinking about war-torn communities or communities where there's a lot of gang violence, um, in which case if you can build a few bridges of peace, you can change a community's life. In 2020, um, I don't know kids if you need to know these numbers or not, but in 2020, Over 11,000 children in 60 countries around the world were sponsored through the Child Sponsorship Program, enjoying the benefits of the Child Development Centers and our Pastors Kids Programs that we've already talked about. Those 11,000 children have families and those families uh, benefit from children who are safe and healthy. They benefit from hearing the gospel. If they haven't heard it before, their children are bringing it home to them. So the ripple effect is pretty impressive. It's not as easy to quantify, but it's still impressive. Our outreach as a result of COVID is uh, also pretty impressive with more than half a million people being served during the first wave of COVID uh, projects to respond to the disaster. That too has had some Fruitful responses. As you know, we have natural disasters around the world, and they have been met by well-organized Nazarene responses. Um, many of those responses are ongoing today. You know, We may hear about an earthquake or a hurricane for a few days until something else shoves it off the top of the news list, the news cycle. But the, the process of recovery and rebuilding can go on for a very long time, and our teams stay as long as our local churches need us to do so. Um, Our teams on the ground have been well-trained and take pride in helping themselves and their neighbors. Some regional teams in the last few months have even declined uh, the global church's offer of disaster relief assistance because they were so prepared that they had already mobilized their teams before we in the U.S. even knew the disaster had happened. Um, you know, we, we hear when we wake up in the morning if there was an earthquake last night or a volcano erupted last night, um, our teams in the, those communities are already working. They're already opening um, centers, safety centers. They're already um, pulling out their crisis care kits and other kinds of supplies. Now we need to replenish them. Please don't misunderstand. It's not that we should stop giving. <laughs> it's that they're doing really well and don't need as much from us as they once did. And if we can keep them going until they make it the rest of the way, then um, they'll be set to go and we can start working with another community that doesn't have those, those teams or those skills or that knowledge already in place. Um, This is a good thing. You know, we're, we're working with those local churches with the missionaries who serve in those communities to um, to give them the lives that they have been called to. You know, we support them as they strive to be who God has called them to be. And that's, that's a wonderful calling for all of us to share. So we're about done, folks. I know my time is about up. And my guess is that you don't need me to be connecting too many dots between NCM and Faith Promise and the missionary endeavor. You can plainly see that the work of NCM is an arm of the Global Church of the Nazarene benefits from your giving to faith promise as we engage in these various activities around the world, even as it works hand in hand with our local churches and with our missionaries worldwide to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Wherever we go, people ask us, why are you here? (laughs) We tell them we're here because we love Jesus and Jesus loves you. Um, We respond to and support the work in the trenches providing resources, encouraging our partners, and seeking always to proclaim and to live the good news. One last little bit before I'm done. Um, There are many world areas where the Church of the Nazarene currently has a presence that it would not have had without Nazarene Compassionate Ministries. There are lots of countries in the world that are very suspicious of the West, generally and of Christian missionaries in particular, as you know, we have missionaries in parts of the world who cannot reveal who they are or what they do. And I can't give you their names or locations even now, because it would put them at risk. It would put the people they're working with at risk. Um, but there are some, some countries, a great, many of them along the way over the last hundred years who have been in desperate need. You know they've gone through some sort of civil war or they've had natural disasters or they just don't have enough resources or can't identify and use those resources to care for themselves and so they have invited in medical teams um educational teams various groups that can help with agriculture and uh, water um, because they can see the benefit in those kinds of ministries Some of the countries just in recent years, and maybe the last 20 or 25 years uh, in which NCM at least helped to open the ministry of the Church of the Nazarene are um, Albania, Bulgaria, Romania, Macedonia, Russia, Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Moldova, Kosovo, Poland, Serbia, Greece, Sri Lanka, Nepal, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Iraq, Afghanistan, East Timor, Madagascar, Ethiopia, Guinea-Bissau, and Sierra Leone. Now, that's a pretty long list that covers a large part of the world, and we couldn't have done that without your help. Our missionaries would have struggled and been at much greater risk without your help providing them the funding that they need and that we need to open doors to the gospel. And uh, as Pastor uh, David and as your really wonderful worship team uh, has reminded us today, that's why we're here, to bring the gospel to all the world. So please, please give to faith promise. Give your prayers give your encouragement, and give your cold, hard cash. Your support enables missionaries, local churches, and NCM to be the hands and feet and heart of Christ to a world in desperate need of God's love, God's peace, and God's truth. You can't be everywhere, speaking every language in every culture and every country in the world to proclaim the gospel. But together, we can. God bless you for loving the world as Christ loves. If you'd like more information, go to ncm.org. Thank you so much. I appreciate your love and care. God bless you.
0: I don't know about you, but I am feeling extremely proud right now of the denomination that we're a part of. You, you think about those nine areas that Mary Lou told us about. Um, I cannot imagine the stress and anxiety, the, the difficulties associated with those kind of ministries. I mean, we run into some troubles every once in a while, right? We have a hard day or a hard week, maybe. uh, But the people that are involved in ministering to people in all of those nine situations are dealing with that kind of stuff every minute of every hour of every day of every year. And so thank you for your part in that, Mary Lou. We're proud. And, And I just feel like we need to stop right now and pray. lord everyone involved in nazarene world missions and nazarene compassionate ministry in particular needs your sustaining grace we cannot begin to imagine the toll that that this kind of ministry takes on everyone involved from those who are suffering from the natural disasters to those who are ministering to children lord lord that's uh, That's a burden that only you can bear. And so we pray for your sustaining and keeping grace, your empowering grace in the lives of everyone that's involved with this. And Lord, I I especially pray this morning that you would lay on our hearts here at New Beginnings Church of the Nazarene, one of these areas that you're calling us to pray about every day for the coming year. Lord, don't let this be a service which is forgotten by the time the football game is over this afternoon, but instead, Father, we pray that that your Holy Spirit would bring these needs to our mind every day. You are a great God. You are an awesome God. You can accomplish the impossible, and so we bring Nazarene Compassionate Ministry and the worldwide work of the Church of the Nazarene to you, and Continue to ask that you would sustain it, Lord. We love you, Father.